Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in season four. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Well, folks, it is January the 6th. It is Monday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time here in Orlando, Florida. And yes, you have, well, connected with Beyond Clean, Beyond Clean with Ace, Beyond Clean with Jim, Beyond Clean with Dave, whichever way that you have seen it in the past, we're in our fourth season. We're starting today. This is our fourth season. And we're doing something that we haven't done before. We're going to try this for 2020. We've done some podcasting over the last couple of years. We've done a couple of live streams. We've done live on YouTube, live on Facebook. We've tried a little bit of all of it, but we're just coming down to what we're going to do for 2020 is do most of our podcasting live. And as you can tell, we don't really have a script on this. We're going to kind of wing this for a little bit. We did a little bit of testing here in December. And as such, I had somebody that joined me and was able to help me figure out all of this program. Um, And if you don't know, I probably ought to tell you who I am. I'm Dave Thompson. I am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive in the cleaning industry. Well, you know what? If you're not in the cleaning industry, don't worry. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. I'm sure that we'll talk more than our normal 15 or 20 minutes, because if you've been with me before, you know I like to talk. It's what I do for a living. We provide professional development education here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, and thus is a reason that we have our podcast. And today, I am being joined in by Sean DeVore. He helped us last uh, month kind of work on some of this, and we think we've got this all worked out. And I believe I see Sean on the line. So, Sean, let's hope that you're there, and I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah, Dave, I'm here. How are you this morning? Good gracious, it worked. I am so glad to hear your voice. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty easy to log in. It was pretty easy this morning. Okay. Well, I know we have one uh, person on here that's uh, joined in with us, but Sean, um, why don't you tell people that haven't uh, listened in in December, uh, how are we starting the new year? Why are you here? What are we going to talk about today? Well, um, I wanted to kind of hinge on some of the things that you brought up about maintenance and the commercial environment and what I, you know, encounter out here in my territory as I work as a commercial sales rep for Mannington Commercial. And one of the things that, that I often have to talk about is maintenance. I'm often doing in-service at night or in the afternoons with my end users or uh, teaching people about maintenance and how to take care of the commercial floors that they purchase. Okay, so 
you're with Mannington now. Uh, if you, the people haven't been with us before, tell them a little bit more about what you do, uh, Sean. I know you go out and help people with their maintenance issues. You don't sell the product. You take care of it after it's there. Well, actually, um, I work for Mannington Commercial. We're a manufacturer of commercial flooring. We manufacture sheet vinyl, uh, luxury vinyl plank, and luxury vinyl tile, uh, carpet tile, rubber stair treads, pretty much anything that goes on the floor with the exception of ceramic tile um, is what we manufacture. And I'm a commercial sales rep for South Georgia and North Florida. All right. And so so you're out there advising them what to put on the floor? Yeah, I, as a manufacturer's rep, I meet with end users like, for instance, hospitals or uh, secondary education or primary education, as well as architectural firms and architects and designers to help specify the correct material for, certain, for areas in a uh, commercial environment. Okay, so we're not talking about just one type. So that's why we termed this today floors, 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 because we're going to talk about all kinds of different floors. Now, you and I have been talking mainly about LV products over the last uh, month. Um, so what is on the agenda for 2020 for you? Well, the 2019 was a really uh, fabulous year. I increased my sales uh, exponentially, I think, due to the economy and some other things that were going on. A lot of things have been kind of in hold um, over the past five or six years, and a lot of a lot of those projects let loose this year, and it was a really a really a good year. So I guess, like all salespeople, I start off in January at zero, and <laughs> I'm focusing mostly on on healthcare this year. Uh, that's a, a definite growing. Um, segment as well as uh, the secondary education market and major universities and uh, also colleges, I call on those as well. So it's, it's been a, a, the market is growing in those two segments for sure. And that's where I'm putting most of my time. Okay. So uh, we've got different listeners that come in. So folks, as you come in on the live stream today, if you want to ask a question, go ahead and type it in on the screen. We'll try to answer that for you. If you want to call in, just go ahead and call in. Uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. We're talking about anything that has to do with floors with Sean. Uh, yes, Spirit, this is live. We are live streaming today. Glad you're with us. Um, Sean, so whenever you're talking about healthcare and floors, what's going to be the type of floors that you're going to be mainly talking about? Well, the, as we talked about LV products, luxury vinyl uh, tile and plank is very popular in all the uh, common areas, downstairs, as well as up on the patient floors and the corridors. And then we're still using sheet, vinyl sheet product in the rooms and or rubber sheet in the, in the rooms as well. So why are the, the why is healthcare going to the luxury vinyl products? I mean, they've always been LV and carpet. What's going on? Well, the the I believe that a lot of it has to do with the style. Uh, they have they have so much more freedom with pattern and color and size or format as we use in the industry. The format of the tile, so it can be a plank look, or they can mix wood planks with stone looks and do multiple different kinds of patterns. And uh, they can always use. They can also create wayfinding with um, LVP and LVT products. Okay, now so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you say? They can create way, what? Wayfinding. So if you go up on, say, a children's floor in a hospital, and they have follow the green lines to oncology, or follow 
um, the red line to x-ray, that's wayfinding. So they can create those kinds of things relatively easily without a lot of pattern cost uh, in an LV product versus a sheet vinyl. Okay, so folks, you know, hey, the whole thing about having a podcast and doing this live is we just found out what wayfinding is. If you're not in healthcare, I suppose you didn't know it. You know, I'm just thinking um, elementary schools are probably using that too. Yeah, the, we've used it a couple of times. I've got a, a K through 12 school that I've done here in North Florida that they used wayfinding for the children to align for them to stop at and wait in line so that the teacher can tell the child to the lead child, whoever's the captain that day to walk up to the green line and stand there and form a single file line before we all go to lunch or go out to play. And uh, I've done that a couple of times in K through 12 schools. Okay, so are we seeing a lot of changes from carpet and uh, vinyl or a, a VCT over to, or is this all new installation going this way? Well, we're seeing a lot, a lot of movement, especially in K through 12 away from VCT, vinyl composition tile. That, as you know, uh, in your background, that that product requires it to be, you have to put finish on it. So every three months or at least in the school system, probably once every summer, they have to put a strip it and put finish on it. And that's a cost between 35 and 45 cents a foot. Uh, to remove it, and that's if you use remove it and replace it and buff it. That's if you use in-house labor and you don't contract it out. So, so the whole thing here is is uh, you're saying that schools and universities and now hospitals are finding this is a better choice from maintenance viewpoint. Most definitely, the 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 entire market and commercial is moving completely away from finish. There's a couple of uh, healthcare facilities that still believe shiny is clean. But for the most part, um, the matte finish is coming in and they're understanding that they don't have to strip and wax all the time and that there's a lot less cost. Um, I got to disagree with you there, Sean. You don't, <laughs> you, you don't live in the same world I am because I can guarantee you, uh, I have many places that come in here down here in Central Florida. And, you know, because the academy is all over the United States and virtually the world, People are always wanting to put floor finish on everything. Oh, yeah. If they could put it on the chairs and furniture, they would, too. <laughs> well, you know, that's what you call lacquer or uh, <laughs> water-based polyurethane. Exactly. Okay. So so the whole idea of shiny is better, you're thinking, is going away? Yeah. I mean, the, the shiny is clean is there's a lot of things that go into uh, finish and one of the things I do to sell against finish is usually that stuff is done at night in healthcare, so they cordon off a, a, a corridor and they strip it with the stripper, which is a caustic material, and then they go back and apply finish and then they have to buff it. And when they buff it, the fine particles come off of it and go up into the HVAC system and get put back on the patients. And it, it's a it's not a real, if you've ever, and I know you have, you've been on a site where they're stripping and waxing. It's the chemicals there are pretty strong. So, well, and I think this, Sean, is this is, you know, as we teach here at the academy, all kinds of different floor care. And uh, uh, since you mentioned hospitals, I've got a hospital that's going to be doing a, a live uh, session with us later this month over in California with ProClean Supply. Uh, they're one of our regional uh, centers there in California. And we've got a hospital, and I think we talked about this at one of our other podcasts, at least a gentleman uh, was talking to me about it. 
they are actually looking at changing their floor care and getting up to date and not using chemical strippers because they still have a lot of uh, old VCT. I'm hearing you talk about this. I know I say this, but are we agreeing on the fact that they should put down LV products and get away from floor finish altogether? Yeah, and the our, L, our LVT and LVP products are no wax, and then there are no finish, and then I use the term wax. It's really yes, finished. I know. I'm not correcting you today, Sean. <laughs> but uh, our also our sheet vinyls, even from our competitors, have now all moved away from having to use finish. So you can combine sheet vinyl with LVP and LVT products um and not have to put finish on any of it so yeah the industry the manufacturing side of the industry at least is moving completely away from finish okay so that being said sean i'm i'm really concerned about how long it takes our industry to get with it i mean manufacturer can say it today but 10 years down the road do you think we're going to get with it yeah i mean it's coming online that the administration part of the the business definitely sees the cost savings i've got a school district in north florida here it's a large district and they spend upwards to a million dollars a year on floor finish and labor. So if you, wow. you take that away and I, as I've been working with them as, as they replace one school at a time with an LVP product, then that product goes back to neutral cleaner and uh, microfiber dust mopping and eliminates the finish issue so they they maintain it on a daily basis rather than having to wait to the end of the summer and try to do all the schools at one time so it continuously as we replace one school after another it continually saves that that county money and now what you're talking about sean is this is a more sustainable program for the operation sure i mean if you're in if you're in a, a classroom situation uh, you're basically you're running a microfiber dust mop and maybe running an auto scrubber in there once a week instead of mop dust mopping once a day to uh, using a charged microfiber dust mop and then auto scrubbing once a week and, as needed. And then your corridors, you can run the auto scrubber down it um, every day after the kids leave uh, one pass uh, over each area and you're done. Okay, so now you're talking about auto scrubbers and, and charged microfiber dust mops. And I don't say the word dust. I hate dust. I'm right. a chronic asthmatic. Uh, so I say damp mopping. But, you know, these are little different things that you and I talk about. And, you sure. know, because I'm in education, this is what I do. The thing yeah. about it is, is that not all auto scrubbers are created equal. That's true. I mean, we're, you and I are discussing a project uh, now that I have up in um, North Florida also that's a school district that jumped out. They've consistently used VCT for years. It's always been on their, their, their bid package that they put out every year sure. or every three years. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's roughly $1.60 installed per square foot. And they have to put finish on it every summer, and they they know how to do that. They've been doing it for forty years. Okay, so well, let me ask let me ask a question before you go on. So you're saying the VCT is a dollar sixty. What would LVP be? A twenty mil LVT, which is standard for K through twelve, um, is going to run around four dollars and fifty cents a square foot. So your your price up front's a lot more, but your return on investment or your ROI comes back in about 18 to 24 months once you start uh, having to put finish on the VCT. 
that's that's what I was wanting you to get to, Sean, for our listeners today, and for those that may be listening to this later as a recorded version, and for those that are with us live today, we appreciate that. Now, the whole thing here is, is this is, you know, the, the, I, I don't know if anybody on here is listening that's uh, as old as you and I thinking about this, but, you know, there was an Amoco commercial for transmissions that said, pay me now or pay me later. Exactly, exactly. That's what we're talking about, right? That's exactly what we're talking about. So to continue with the school district, they they went off and we did their one of their cafeterias in one of their larger schools in LVP. And um, it's it's a, a pattern collection that we have that has a lot of color to it. So they did a real, real nice pattern using the school colors. And um, I went over there, did an in-service with them, told them how to take care of it, how to clean it. And I checked back with them. And it's been down for uh, about a year. And I checked back with them uh, a couple well before the holidays. And the facility manager told me that uh, they're thinking about just leaving the uh, going back to any renovation products going back to VCT because oh yeah, the school district or the facility department at the school district, the principal at the school, and the um, school district itself that encompasses the entire district. They're all arguing over who should buy the auto scrubber. Oh my gosh! Oh no! So, are you? Are you? Are you? I mean, really? They're 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 not buying floor finish. They're saving all this money, and now they're arguing over who's going to buy this the auto scrubber. Yeah, if you look at you know a nine thousand square foot um, cafeteria, and you do the numbers on it, at what is that? At uh, so if we did uh, nine thousand at uh, forty cents a foot. That's thirty six hundred dollars. That would almost within two times of finish, but with labor, you could buy an auto scrubber. And the auto scrubber is going to be there for ten to fifteen years, doing the same job with very little stuff, and you're going to have to replace that on the on the floor uh, every time. Now we've got a new caller coming in. Um, are you ready for a question? Because probably might have one here. Sure, I'm ready. All right, so go go ahead. I'm going to uh, get this in, but you want you were talking about. They're arguing about the floor finish, uh, the the auto scrubber and floor finish. So where are we at? Well, right now, um, I would like to, you know, we're going to generate a quote to show them actually how much a auto scrubber with the proper, you know, set up the right way for them is going to cost, and then I'm going to show, show the, the the cost difference when it comes to, you know, using floor finish for one year versus buying an auto scrubber one year that's going to last ten years. Well, I mean, and, that, and that's the whole thing is is that there's a lo an ROI on this, so you're reducing your maintenance, and you're just talking about the cost of scrubber. You're not talking about the cost of labor either. No, no. If you're looking at finish putting floor finish on that that floor twice a year for ten years, that's seventy two thousand dollars. They can they can buy quite a few auto scrubbers for that. Okay, so uh, we've got a caller here that's trying to call in. Let's see if we have a question here. Let me get this connected. All right, you're connected with uh, Sean and I. Well, they keep coming in and out. So, hey, you know, this is what the fun of live, live sessions are. Maybe they didn't know it was live and it scared them. <laughs> it could be. All right, it'd scare you and I. So, um that's just one situation with a large school district, healthcare and schools. What about retail? Retail is definitely going um, LVP 
all over the place. I've done, I'm working on a restaurant chain right now out of Savannah that is using LVT and carpet. They're using a combination, but they found that LVT, if you put hard surface in a restaurant like ceramic, which holds up for a really long time, right? You increase you you increase your slip and fall costs um, in this litigious society we're in, and and you also have a, a lot of noise or noise reverberation. So the noise actually bounces off the floor, hits the wall, and you know you've been in restaurants that are really noisy, and that's right. Where the LVT and LVP are a lot quieter to walk on, easier to maintain, and a lot less expensive to turn over. Because typically those commercial corporate restaurants turn over their floors every five, four to five years. So if you can go in with LVT, you can actually peel the LVT out because it's on a pressure-sensitive adhesive, uh, prep skim coat, prep the floor, and put your floor back in uh, relatively quickly as compared to ceramic that you have to jackhammer out and you know, do a lot more floor prep on. So folks, we're live today with Sean DeVore. We've been talking about luxury vinyl products. And what you're just now saying, Sean, is that something I've kind of thought about with carpeting, you know, once they put carpeting down, uh, there's a certain lifespan and everybody wants to see it changed and wants a new look coming in. And uh, that's very hard to do and very hard to install and stuff. Are we talking now that LV products are easier to do this five to seven year switch over for aesthetics? Yeah, it's a lot faster to switch them out than it is. Um, carpet tile would probably be about the same, but you have the cleaning and maintenance issues that's uh, associated with carpet tile. Your coefficient of friction is um, about 3.5 on LVP and LVT, which is similar to what carpet is. Carpet's oh, really? Yeah, carpet's a little bit higher um, when it's wet, but not much. And Okay, so so to the audience that's listening today, explain what we're talking about here when you just talk about slip coefficient, Sean. Many people well, might know that. Well, slip coefficient is the amount of pressure it takes a certain weight to slide on a wet surface, wet or dry surface. And they usually use leather as the uh, standard. So they'll use dry leather and wet leather. That's how the standard's set up. I'm not as versed on it as I probably should be about how the test is done. AST. Oh, that's okay. But um, it is a, a measure that's set up as a standard so that you, if something is wet, how easy is it to slip and fall on it is basically what the coefficient of friction is. Okay, so so VCT is more likely to slip and fall than LV than carpet? Well, yeah, because VCT, it depends on how many, you know, did you put three coats of finish on it or 30? And did you use a non-slip finish or did you use a regular finish? Because there's all types of different kinds of finish. With okay. LVP and LVT, you have, if you have a premium LVT made from one of the major manufacturers, it typically has an aggregate in the finish, which is like diamond dust or um, aluminum oxide or ceramic beads those kinds of things that uh, increase the coefficient of friction as well as increase the wear wear and durability of the product. All right. So carpet tiles are more or less slippery than LV. They're, they're less slippery than LV, but um, not by much. All right. Just depends. It's the, the thing you get into with carpet is, 
in order to clean that carpet properly, there's several different dry chemical methods out there as well as hot water extraction. And it depends on how they're, um, how the maintenance is in the, in the restaurant, what type of restaurant it is, what's their table turn, all those kinds of things go into effect. Whereas LVP and LVT, they can just um, go through and, and damp mop the area and, and cover the floor, you know, during operation and uh, to clean it and then auto scrub it over the weekends. <coughs> well, I mean, you know, there, there, there's a lot more that we could talk about about this. Um, sure. Folks, you've, you've been listening to Sean DeVore. We're live here on our first Monday. I didn't realize that, but this is actually the first Monday, Sean. Yes, it is. And we're starting together. So what does that say for the rest of our year? I hope it's going to start off as good as this does. Well, hey, it went, it went well so far. So, um, are we seeing, not just with Mannington, and I appreciate that you're with Mannington, but are we seeing the industry as a whole moving towards this? I've heard numbers of between 30 to 50%. Where do, where do you hear it? Yeah, the numbers are, I don't know what the exact percentages are as of like last year. I know that um, the carpet tile market, just with Mannington and some of my competitors, the carpet tile market um, has remained pretty much on even keel, whereas the LVT and LVP market for luxury vinyl products has just skyrocketed and taken over the sheet vinyl business. So the the sheet vinyl business for us and Armstrong and some of the other manufacturers out there is definitely on the decline as compared to our LVT business, which has completely been replaced. The other thing we see up on the incline is, is rubber. Rubber is definitely um, a growing market. The, the, um, that has also got uh, waxes incorporated into the chemical makeup of the product. It's not natural rubber is not being used as much anymore. It's more man-made or synthetic rubber. Right. So we're able to uh, incorporate wax into that product so you can buff it. And then the wax actually migrates up to the top of the surface to protect the surface. So rubber is an up-and-coming thing, uh, LVP and LVT. And then carpet tile, like I said, is now Broadloom is the other thing that's declined. Broadloom has declined by double uh, as compared to carpet tile because carpet tile is so much. Okay, so so what we've typically in the maintenance field, us that are out here having to maintain it. So what we're th saying here in 2020, we should be looking at more of our processes of how to maintain these new types of floors instead of uh, – learning how to steam clean carpets because broadloom carpets going away. We're talking carpet tiles that can be replaced. We're talking LV that doesn't need, and we're talking about rubber that we're not going to put finish on because it's already in it. Yeah, it's exactly right. We, we, we can have a whole nother, maybe we can talk about that next time, but we can have a whole call about carpet fiber and how that's changed in the last 20 years. Uh, it's well, hard. folks, if you've been listening, you just heard Sean say that we're going to be on again. We're going to do another live podcast. We've been doing this for about a half an hour now. So if you, you know, if you're saying, hey, I came on for a quick listen, that's fine. That's great. We usually talk more than half an hour. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. That's what's great about podcasting, because unlike a, a, a live t a radio show and it be gone, the thing about podcasting is if you just listen to this much of it and you go, oh, I've got something I got to go do, you can go do that. Come back to the pod, uh, Podbean channel with uh, Academy of Cleaning or, if you will, Beyond Clean with Ace, 
And you can catch the rest of this show because we're probably not through talking today. Sean, when are you going to be back? For those who might be wanting to leave right now, when are you going to be back with us? I think that we had looked at a calendar date of, um, I was trying to look here to see. Yeah, okay. Well, see, the thing is, is we've already got some schedule with Sean. We're going to be putting those up. We'll be sending out some live stuff. So I want you to make sure, if you're listening, watch us on academyofcleaning.com. Uh, the podcast channel is going to be there. We'll be putting out the upcoming shows that we're going to be doing. Uh, we've had a number of people come on and uh, jump off. So this being our first live show, we didn't expect too many people to be here with us. But you know what? You can call in, ask questions. If you want to send in a question to Sean or myself, because we're going to talk at least once a month on floors. And as you can tell, we're not going to talk about just one type of floor. Well, I was looking at my calendar, Dave. We're on February 3rd is the next date. February the 3rd. So uh, is that another Monday? Yeah, it's another Monday. So, hey, it's going to be Mondays with Sean, and we're going to talk floors. Now, the one thing I want to talk about, and when we're talking about floors, and I know this is, is not uh, the th same thing that we're talking about here. Thank you, Spirit. Appreciate your comment there. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. If you have to leave, we understand. Um, you know something? I did over the holiday break. I do something every December that's a little different, and you talked about uh, low maintenance and we've got a hundred year old concrete here at gym supply and it's rough. Yep. I mean, hundred years of wear and tear and who knows what on it. And so I took a section of the floor right out here in our drive through. Now I don't know if anybody knows this, but gym supply has the only drive through janitorial supply in the nation that I know of. Now, is there somebody else that has one or you know somebody, let me know. <clears throat> but right now, this is the only one I know of. And anyway, in our drive through here, I actually went through and spent, well, just short of 30 hours removing what had been there and having a polished concrete floor. And somebody says, what finish did you put on it? And I said, I didn't. I just polished the floor and they were talking about how it's not slick anymore. And when you said slip coefficient, this is what I was thinking about. As you know, you said wet, but many people don't know floors are slippery when they're dry. Yeah. There's a lot of people that come in. You can come in with uh, on a dry floor with wet shoes, or you can come in with a hard sole shoe and slip on a porcelain tile or any other kind of floor that's real smooth. So what causes that slip? Uh, typically lack just one hard surface to another. If you've got a gentleman or a lady wearing new shoes that has a leather bottom that's uh, hard and they step on a porcelain tile, it's possible that there's no, nothing between the two to keep them from, to make them grab each other. Well, you know, this is one of the things that I've done some research on and folks will talk about this more if uh, we get into it, but you know, sand reduces, or I should say increases the slipping between the foot and the surface because if the surface doesn't have enough contact with the foot and you've got sand in between i know one thing right now i know there was a lawsuit uh, over a lady slipping on a gum wrapper i was involved or i was asked to be on jury duty up here on a, a case where a, a person was walking into the mall and slipped on a pine cone 
and she was suing the um, mall, people who own the mall for not having the pine cones off the sidewalk. So, you know, what, I, what we're saying here, folks, is that maintenance of the floor is an ongoing thing. Now, you talked about adding floor finish, but none of this floor is what somebody says maintenance free. No, I, you have to be really careful. And I had to, I had to be very careful when I first, when we first started talking about low maintenance floors is you have to, you know, when you wear a shirt, uh, whether you get it dry cleaned or you wash it and iron it yourself or however you go about doing your laundry, you still have to wash it and clean it because your body, the things you encounter during the day, as well as your own body, you know, adds things to the shirt that have to be removed. And when you, have the same thing with a floor. Every person that walks into a, a building introduces something new that they brought with them onto that floor, and that has to be removed. And so it, it is a lower maintenance product only simply because how you take care of it requires less effort, but it is still has to be maintained because there's constantly foreign objects and debris being brought into a building. So this is why you were talking earlier about using the damp microfiber and the auto scrubber because this is daily maintenance. I continue to t say matting. Uh, what would you say to matting? You mean as far as when you, your entryway material? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if we've got this and we can't put floor finish on it, it's going to take the abuse. Then don't we have to protect this this product? Yeah. I mean, what I like what I like to recommend is is being a, uh, in the business for a long time is uh, 15, 12 to 15 feet, linear feet of some type of walk-off entryway material. We like, in the business, I like to specify something that's permanent, that is not, not a mat that lays on top of the, the floor because you're not only paying for the floor you've installed, you're now paying for a mat or the, the janitorial service of having that mat brought in and removed. Not only, and you also increase your trip hazards by putting a loose mat on top of your um, new floor. So I, I like to suggest that they put in some type of carpet tile or um, roll good material designed for walk-off that contains nylon fiber that absorbs moisture as well as a monofilament scraper yarn that scrapes soil from the underside of the foot. Okay, so then, Sean, what you would you you and I are somewhat in the same area. I like the matting tiles, the ones that that glue down, yeah. Uh, or if you say uh, the pressure release adhesive, but they're bi-directional, bi-level. Uh, they collect everything. We're not going to get into matting a whole lot. I just wanted to touch on that because there's three things I talk about all the time. I think you're agreeing with me, and that is matting. We've got to remove the soil. Then we have to use a daily damp mop to remove as much as we can. And we have to follow with auto scrubber. Now we've taken that, uh, we've got a regular daily maintenance. And that's basically all we're going to do with these LV products and maybe even the rubber as you're talking. Yeah. And there's two fun st statistics that I talk about. And I'm not exactly sure where I got them from. Um, <laughs> And being a salesman, I might have made them up. I'm not sure. Oh, but, no. Um, well, let's not. We didn't. No, no. I didn't hear that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sean, we're live. Come on, man. Exactly. You can stop about 85% of what walks in a building by installing 15 feet of walk-off carpet tiles. That's one one fun statistic. So okay. that does mean that you have to hot water extract your va and vacuum the entryway in order to remove it. 
The other statistic I have, you can stop a little over 80% of the spills um, of in a, in a facility by simply um, giving your employees lids to their coffee cups. So <laughs> that, you know, when two, two employees come around the corner a 90 degree bend and they bump into each other, if the coffee cup has a lid on it, there's no spill. So, so now what you're saying is that everybody needs to have travel mugs for their coffee mugs that they carry around the office. I often, if I work with a law firm, because law firms have a lot of coffee spills, and I, I do, I've done a lot of law firms, I often you know, suggest to the partners, why don't you either have some kind of uh, mug that has the company logo on it or something like that with lids, or at least provide lids and ask the employees to put lids on, because it will reduce the, a large amount of spills, especially around the the coffee pot and the coffee area in the break room. All right. So folks, we have been talking with Sean DeVore with Mannington. He's going to be a regular on the show at least once a month. Hey, who knows when it may be even more than that. Um, we're going to talk about anything and everything that happens with Sean over the month, uh, where he's going, what kind of floors he's talking about issues, is there any uh, upcoming issues, Sean, that you see in the next thirty days that we're gonna that you're going to talk you're going to do, and we're going to talk about next time you come on? I think what we should talk about next time is the evolution of carpet fiber and how that's changed um, over the years, and what's how the different manufacturers are approaching that subject, which does affect maintenance completely on how you clean it. Okay, so you want to give the audience just a little bit of a hint? Sure. Uh, so um, back years ago, 30 years ago or longer, when carpet was broadloom carpet was more apparent, the way that things were done, you had a positively charged carpet fiber and a negatively charged dye. So a lot of things back then were dyed, piece dyed. So you would have put the dye into a water vat and then you dip the carpet in it and the uh they were attracted to each other. Positive and negative charges are attracted to each other. Oh, yeah. And that's how, that's how you would dye carpet. And so bleach or anything alkaline would take the color out of the product. And stains that were hot would open the dye sites up on the yarn like hot coffee and when and stain the carpet. And when the dye sites closed, it was hard to get those stains out. So that I'll just leave you with that. that the evolution has changed so much that we're not even putting topicals on carpet to protect them from stain anymore. So the thing is, is folks, what we're saying today is that education has changed because the manufacturers are changing the product. And out here in the field, many technicians are still doing the same old thing. And there's where we have our problems. Yeah. I mean, the, you, in carpet business, the other thing we could, we could touch on is, you know, orange cleans and those kinds of things that we got real popular a while back, how that changes the pH in the carpet and can also just change the color of the carpet just by adding too much pH or um, all those kinds of things that go along with it. Okay. We've been live with Sean DeVore here on the first Monday. Uh, we've been online for about 40 minutes. I've got a couple of things I want to talk about before we leave today, Sean. Um, the Rockstar program for 2018 is a motivational program. It's not educational courses from the academy. It's all about motivation, talking about people. And that's somewhat what we're talking about today is that all of these issues change with these different flooring types. 
but we've got to change our mindset. We've got to change what we're doing. If you hear folks, we're not talking about putting floor finish on these products anymore. We're talking about maintaining things. Now, what we did with the Rockstar program is this was a series of five uh, motivational sessions. And as such, several people during the year were asking about, well, is there a course that we can take? And so what we just launched today is the first mini course. Now, what this is, is this is a 15-minute video uh, where I narrate a part of a course. Uh, these are all going to be motivational, if you will, dealing with people. And our first one that we launched today is resolving client issues. It's all about how to take care of those issues when they come up. And what was interesting, and the reason I'm mentioning this, is because one of those things is when we talk about different issues that we deal with clients, it's coffee spills. Ironically, Sean brought up coffee spills today. So it just fits really well in there. So uh, take a look, go to the academyofcleaning.com. You'll find that new mini course there. Uh, it's got a very good price point. It's online. It's available 24 seven, 365 for all of your work family. Um, also, we're going to have new podcasts. And Sean mentioned when he's going to be on. But before Sean comes back, I want to give you a clue as to some people that are coming on next week. On Monday, we have with us Jude Charles. Now, Jude Charles is a story-driven filmmaker. Now, he's been in the story business and making films for around 13 years. He travels the world. He's been working with people like Google, Caldwell Banker, and Steve Harvey. Interesting gentleman. He's going to be on our show. I believe it is on June, um, no, on January, uh, well, whatever Monday is. Next Monday, what, seven days from now? That would be, what, the 13th? He's going to be on at 2 p.m. On Thursday next week is going to be Aaron. He's going to be on our show every month next uh, this year. He's going to be on at 1 p.m. And then on Friday is Bill Fellows. He's been on the show before. He's going to be back with us every month, and he's going to be on at 11 a.m. So if you're listening to the podcast today, you're listening to a recording, that's our schedule for next week. Um, we've got other podcasts that we're going to be doing through the rest of the month. We're going to try to get out information to you. A gentleman even asked me, Sean, he says, when do you do these? I said, whenever there's somebody that wants to talk. Exactly. So even though Sean's going to be on, uh, you know, back in February, Sean, if uh, you've got something that happens during the week and you just feel that we need to get on the line and talk about it, let's do it. All right. I'll be happy to. Sean, I appreciate that. Folks, if you're listening to us on a recording of this, because we put this out everywhere, uh, we do, are doing these live streamings on Podbean live. You'll also be able to find this on the recorded version. Uh, we're probably not going to be doing the YouTube uh, podcast stuff much this year. We're going to go this route. We want to thank you if you called in or if you came in and found us. If you didn't find us, next time you want to kind of call in, maybe have a question for one of my guests. I'm Dave Thompson. I am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. This is Beyond Clean with Ace. Sean? Have a great week and a good start to the new year. Appreciate you having me on again, Dave. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
folks, get back with us next time and we'll share some thoughts about things that are healthy, positive, and proactive.